Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host Simone Vincenzi and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today is episode 268, Pitch to Win with David Beckett. For those of you that don't know, David is an international pitch coach who has trained startups, uh, innovation teams, and TEDx speakers in 27 countries. He's the creator of the Pitch Canvas and author of the award-winning book Pitch to Win. He's based in Amsterdam and loves helping people find a voice for their great ideas. And in this episode, we talk about how anyone can make a winning pitch and also the secret ingredients that make a perfect pitch. Now, if you know anything about me, I love the topic of pitching. It's one of my perfect, my my ideal topics. Um, I sell a lot from the stage. I love pitching. Is one of the things that is an art and a science at the same time. And so the more and the better you are at pitching, then the more clients you will have for sure. That's how we've been able to start the first business here at GTEx and then expanding into more pitching played a key role. So we're going to talk a lot about, have a discussion about what makes a great pitch. This is for you um, if you want to get more clients. So make sure you listen until the end. Um, If you want to connect as well with David, there are all the social media links at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, Before you start, though, before you enjoy the rest of the show, um, I want to remind you that if you want to build a highly profitable coaching, speaking or training business, you must download our new expert business checklist. This is a checklist which is a great tool that you can use to grow your expert business and take a full assessment of where you are, know exactly what to focus on and go to the next level. Now, clarity is the number one reason why uh, entrepreneurs, experts, they don't get things done and they just happen running around in circle and... And focus on the wrong things. So this will help you focus on your main priorities. You can scroll down and see the link in the show notes and download your expert business checklist. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Episode 268, Pitch to Win with David Beckett. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Today, I'm here with the one and only, the number one pitching coach, David Beckett. How are you doing, David? I'm doing fine. Delighted to be here. Thank you. All right. That's brilliant. So we met uh, in uh, uh, in Amsterdam at the base yes. uh, conference. Um, I was speaking there, you were speaking there, and uh, I was immediately blown away when I was listening to your presentation oh. because... Uh, Pitching is something which is uh, very core to me. Uh, it's actually uh, uh, how I started uh, doing business. I started doing seminars and events. Sure. And I became obsessed to learn about different ways of pitching. And so I'm really grateful that I'm here learning from you today. And uh, for everyone who's listening, thank you very much for being here now. Yeah, great. I'm delighted so, to share what I've learned. So that's, that's what I love to do. 
Uh, in terms of uh, how did you get, uh, before we go into more like specific strategies to create an effective pitch, uh, how did you get into pitching? Uh, what What's your story behind that? Well, I started, actually, I had a career in a large company. I worked for Canon, a camera company. And uh, I started back in the 90s. And what I noticed very quickly was the ability to present had a massive influence on people's career. You could see that people listened a bit more to those who could present well, and they listened a bit less to those who couldn't. And I, I focused on making it a skill of mine. Uh, now, I left that world uh, 16 years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I did various things. Um, to be honest, I did a couple of jobs, got fired from a couple of jobs after a very steady career <laughs> in Canon. And six years ago, I decided, okay, let's go for myself rather than work for somebody else. My passion was presentation and coaching. But I started working with a a startup organization called uh, Startup Bootcamp. And I saw a completely different way of presenting. Instead of this 30, 40 minutes, you know, uh, unpeeling the onion and after 38 minutes, people get the real value of this talk. I saw startups pitch in the first 30 seconds, like, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is who's buying from us already. Here's how we're solving this multi-billion problem. And I thought, wow, this is something really different to what I've experienced. So I was known known as a good presenter, but I I completely changed my way of thinking about presenting. And the pitch really grabbed me. And so I started coaching startups to pitch. And uh, it it just seemed to fit this time pressure of getting the story over in no time at all, plus presentation and coaching. This triangle seemed to fit me very well. And uh, I've gone from there, really. and, And... taken those skills and added it for large companies and all kinds of professionals. Is there any pitch that you have helped creating that you are, you know, you work with some clients and yes. they always say, well, some will have like a real special place in your heart. Is yes. there a special pitch that you remember to help create that has that place for you? There's actually lots. Um, I'll, I'll talk about one specifically. Uh, one thing that I, I noticed is you do become very personally involved. And, you know, your job is to help them shine. But you are you have a slight responsibility. You're partly on stage with them. But, uh, yeah, I can say there was one guy, uh, a guy called Juan Zamora. He's the head of uh, a great startup, now a scale-up, called Signatures. And I met him when he was really struggling with his pitch. And, uh, you know, today he's winning pitch competitions and I didn't do all that. He did. He did the work. But what I was happy about was that we were halfway through this accelerator program, startup bootcamp, and he was really struggling. People were telling him you can't pitch. And he'd had a couple of really bad experiences. But what we did was put a structure in place and he just worked like crazy using the tools that I gave him. A couple of other people helped him. And you know, on the day of the demo day, six weeks after almost having his head in his hands, you know, I can't pitch, maybe I have to stop doing this. He was standing on stage as if it's his home. And now, as I say, he's won pitch competitions. They've raised a lot of money. He's a great entrepreneur. But you could see it was this one specific thing was holding him back. And then he, yeah. he broke it through real work. You know, people think it's inspiration, but you know, in the end, I, I deliver tools that I know work, that when people work at it, they they follow the method. Yeah. yeah, it really was inspiring to see him make that transition from really struggling to success in just six, seven weeks. 
And why do you think that uh, coaches, speakers, or entrepreneurs as well, they, they should master pitching? Why, why do you think that? Well, the first thing about a pitch is it's, it's about speed. You know, it's, it's pitching in no time at all. And the one biggest macro trend in the world is people have got less time. You know, nobody is looking for things more complicated, more detail, take more time. We're all looking for simpler, easier, quicker. Mm -hmm. So I think people want to make quick decisions. Is this of interest? Yes or no. And then they want to know the headlines. Then they can make a decision themselves. Okay, I, I'm interested in this. This has value for me. Now let's go into the details. Or yeah. thanks very much. We don't have anything in common. Let's go do something else. And I think the pitch mm -hmm. is all about triggering people on uh, to go to the next level. Sometimes people think the pitch is about convincing people uh, in, in the whole thing. But I think the pitch is about just convincing people to take the next step and yes. getting people into the process, getting them engaged with you. I think the pitch really helps anybody, whether that's a coach or an entrepreneur, to, to get into the, the kind of the sales funnel. I'm not a big fan of that phrase, but it, in the end, it's mm. getting them engaged with you and into that kind of sales process. Uh, I'm a hundred percent on board with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I believe that uh, when uh, like the art of pitching is like literally mm. a, a ticket to financial freedom. Yes, uh, because uh, once you have it, it's not easy to get at the beginning because there no. are a lot of different components that are playing all at the same time. Absolutely, um, it's like painting this beautiful picture that it looks. Uh, seamless and beautiful and then yeah. you realize uh, how many different angles and components there are yes but at the same time once you master it uh, is uh, you can use it anywhere yes um, yeah, and uh, once you understand the dynamics as well then uh, you can apply the same dynamics to other pitches that you're doing so that's why i i mean for me, it changed my life. I wouldn't be mm. where I am now having three companies. Oh, cool. uh, uh, we sold more than like 1.7 million worth of product and services. And that's mainly drawn through events, pitching, um, selling our products, doing a, a sales presentation. And yes. so you can use it uh, depending on the market where you're in. Uh, you can use this to raise fundings. You can use it to sell directly your product or services. At the end of the day, the pitch is the pitch and that's why i'm so excited about this topic mm, um, sure and and, and it's core to me i mean is a it, it totally changed my life so yes let's go a bit more into the nitty-gritty um, yeah. what are the elements of a pitch that works in a, in the way that you teach well i think there's a couple of things so one is the form and one is the content and the content depends a little bit on on the situation but there are some things which are always the same so what most people do is they open PowerPoint and start preparing slides. And my advice is to leave the software alone for quite a while. So even if you're in a situation where you have to present slides, it's not that you don't use PowerPoint, it's that you start to get your story straight away from PowerPoint. And the way to get the story straight is start with who's the audience and what do they care about? What's on their mind? What's bothering them? What are their biggest challenges? And what type of people are they? And then the second thing is, well, what do I want these people to do as a result of this pitch? What would be the first next action once we've had this conversation, once we've had this pitch? And mm -hmm. I think the audience and the objective are steering a lot of what, what we talk about. Now, what that tends to be is we have a kind of a core of content that we're talking about. But the framing for depending on who you're talking to, uh, that needs a bit of tuning and a bit of thinking before you even start thinking about the content. 
And often the opening and the closing will be heavily influenced by the audience and objective, plus a few key things along the way. So that's the first thing, is get the audience and the objective and make a profile of those people uh, to start off with. Brilliant. So audience and objective first. Absolutely. Then uh, um, once you have the audience and objectives clear in your mind, yes. what's the next step? And then it's uh, it's not opening PowerPoint again. It's brainstorming. It's getting the thoughts out of your head. So what we try to do is jam our thoughts into some kind of software, normally PowerPoint or something similar. But the problem is our brains don't really work that way. We have random brains. We come up with different ideas all the time. So we need a tool that adapts to the way our brains work. And that tool is very simple. It's post-it notes. And post-it mm-hmm. notes are a great way. You know, it's, it's very analog. It's think, write, done. And, and, and if you don't like what you wrote, you just screw it up and write something else. So it, mm-hmm. what, what you do is, is let your brain think and think about what's all the things I could think, talk about in this pitch. So think wide and deep, much more than the actual pitch and think, okay, what's the problem we're solving or it's a solution we're offering, what's unique about this solution, uh, why do I believe it's a great proposition, who's buying this already, what's in yeah. it for them. These are all topics that people can think about. But get them out of your head first, organize your thoughts, and then start building a storyline. Once you've got that, that will help you to pr- prepare, whether it's slides or just a storyline you want to talk. Just getting that process of thinking it through and writing it down, organizing the thoughts will help you a lot. I remember when uh, I saw you at the at the base conference. Yeah, you had this massive slide with uh, all the, the post-it notes, uh, yes. different color codes, and exactly. so is there a, a, a particular process that you use in terms of uh, uh, post-it notes, or is it just uh, think, write, put it up, or take it away, or is that some another layer to this? So the way I work with um, startups is I use a thing called the pitch canvas. And actually, that will work for a lot of entrepreneurs who maybe not necessarily uh, raising funding, but they're maybe pitching their business or pitching their customers. And so there's a lot of blocks in the pitch canvas for startups, which are relevant for any, for a coach, for an entrepreneur and so on. And uh, so I think there's a bit of structure that you need to take to the, the brainstorming. Uh, mm-hmm. And the pitch canvas gives you that, that structure. So it starts with a a statement of the change, the, the, the big thing you're changing in the world. What are you, what are you looking to change? Then what's the problem that you're solving? What's the solution you've created? What's uh, unique about that solution? Can you demonstrate what that's going to look like? And then how will you demonstrate that? And then customer traction, who, who's already buying so far? These are all things that anybody who's pitching a business, whatever type of business, they could think about. Then you, yeah. when you're a startup, you would talk about things like, the business model, the investment. But if you're pitching your own business, you wouldn't talk necessarily about those things, but you would talk about, okay, what, what do you need from your audience as a first next step? What would be the next step to take? What are you looking for? Maybe you make it clear about what costs are expect involved or uh, simply what, what would be the next steps for, for them. And, uh, and then the last part of the brainstorm is about why you and, and why, why you believe this is a great proposition. Why are you enthusiastic about what you do? And that's a structure to the brainstorm. And the first step is very rough to get them all out, as many yeah, yeah, post-its yeah. as possible, and then take another flip chart and organize, take the ideas, think, who's the audience? What's the objective? How long have I got? And build the storyline from those rough ideas into a structure. 
And and you've built, uh, you've written a book uh, around the pitch canvas, if I, yes. if I remember well. That's right. So, all right, what's the book called? The book is called Pitch to Win, and mm -hmm. uh, it's available in English, Dutch, and German, and uh, hopefully a few more languages soon, but at the usual sort of places. And there I've taken everything that I've learned and packaged that in the book. And my goal, you know, my goal is not that people understand it, it's that they can do it. And yeah. everything is about exercises, things that you can do to take you closer to being able to make your pitch. All my workshops are built around exercises, things that you can actually do, not not just think. Uh, so what I've described, you know, everybody can make an, a profile of an audience. Everyone can think, what's the objective? What do I want these people to do? Everyone can write all their thoughts down, then organize them. Sometimes we think pitching is a, a kind of a skill that only a few are born to do. Everybody can do all these things and gradually you build yourself up to the point where yeah. anybody can pitch. Yeah, so we're going to put the link of Pitch Win here in the show notes uh, because sure. I'm sure that people will be like, okay, I want to uh, see how the canvas sure. looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan myself for canvases. Yes. <laughs> we we yeah. use that as a framework uh, to help our clients grow. Uh, we have created the expert business canvas. Oh, great. And, uh, it is a, a very simple and visual way to organize your thoughts, whether yes. it's for a pitch, whether it's for your business. So I'm a big, a big fan from the first canvas I've seen, which was the um, the business canvas. Yes. The, uh, that, that one was uh, what opened my mind uh, that actually you don't need to have... Uh, I remember doing my first business plan, this 36-page uh, document that I never opened again or... Exactly. Um, uh, probably the same with pitches, people writing pages and pages and pages of notes yeah. that they're never going to remember. I mean, they, they, they kind of like write a freaking play <laughs> they have to memorize. Exactly. Uh, but, but that's not how the brain works. So no, no, we, we need to get our ideas out it. and just think creatively and have a look at those ideas organize them then things start to fall in place it's really difficult to do that in powerpoint or software yeah david where are you from originally uh, i'm english but uh, i've been away for 22 years i've been living in amsterdam for 22 years and, which uh, which part of the uk uh from the south from kent and surrey and right. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so I made my Brexit a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm in London. I live in London at the moment. Okay. Uh, uh, but the um, uh, what made you move uh, to, to Amsterdam? Why did you decide to stay there? Yeah, actually, I was I was in my I was thirty, and I uh, yeah give my age away, and uh, I um, I decided you know I got I got an offer of a job in uh, Canon in Amsterdam, and I thought right, so you know what Canon yeah, yeah, and I thought. You know what? Let's just go there for a couple of years, see how it goes. It seems like a nice place. Been a couple of times, mm. and um, it just turned out to be a great place. I, I loved working at Canon, which is a great company. I actually moved away and moved to Austria for four years, and then came back to Amsterdam in 2007. And when I started my own business, it's a great place to start a business, especially in innovation and entrepreneurship, because there's a lot going on in Amsterdam around that topic. So it was, mm. you know, you could make a bit of a reputation for yourself fairly quickly and uh, and build a network. It worked out really well. That's brilliant to hear. So now getting back to getting back to the pitch, yes. um, we have been talking so far more about the preparation. Yes. So having uh, uh, the content in mind, creating the content, looking at the audience, sure. the objective. And um, what now after the preparation? 
you have uh, another stage, which is yes. uh, the, the stage of rehearsal. Sure. Uh, that gets you ready for the big moment, right? Indeed. Any particular strategy or tip or suggestion, or even maybe things to avoid, uh, depending on where you want to go, in, to do during to do or not to do during the preparation sure so i think i've heard quite often that people say well uh, you know i don't like to over rehearse but the danger with that is finding out whether it's good or not in real time and that means you're standing in front of the audience it's the first time you're saying some things and you find ah they just don't get this when you say it out loud it just doesn't make sense so what i recommend people to do is when they're building the story as they're building that story to verbalize it, say it out loud, start to hear themselves. Actually, I'm speaking on Friday at, uh, it's not a full TEDx talk, but I'm, I'm introducing something at TEDx mm. Amsterdam on Friday, and I'm following my own process. I make a script, it's a short talk, so there I make a script, and then I'm saying it out loud, and trying to find, are these words that I would say to a friend over a coffee? If they're not, mm. I change the words. You know, if it says, we will execute this plan, yeah, I, I don't say that to a friend over coffee. I say, I'm going to make it happen. So yeah. change it in the script to, we're going to make it happen. You know, it doesn't have to be technically correct. It needs to be the language that you would use. So one of the steps to rehearsal is actually during the time when you're building the story is to say things out loud. So think it through, write it down, say it out loud. And ideally get some feedback a bit early on on the basic structure of the, of the story. So that you're not married to the whole thing. You, you, know, you don't prepare, 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 and then finally show it to somebody when it's too late to change anything. Yeah. So these are steps that will help you. But especially um, rehearsal is all about saying things out loud. You can't rehearse in your head. You need to verbalize it uh, into the world and, and listen to yourself, sometimes recording yourself and then listening back or even watching back. You know, Nobody likes that. <laughs> we all hate doing that. But it's one of the most powerful ways to find out, yeah. you know, is it going right? Are we emphasizing the things that matter? Are we doing anything that distracts people? Uh, is, is this the talk that I actually want to make? And the more that you go through that process and then try to make refinements, when you stand in front of the audience, it will feel more natural. And that audience could be one person, could be five, could be 50, 500. Yeah. The more that you verbalize things and say things out loud, the more natural it will feel, you'll make it more natural and, and it will come across that much better. You'll connect with the people you're talking with in a, in a different way, actually. Yeah, there is a, that, this myth of I don't want to sound too robotic, therefore yeah. I'm not going to rehearse. Oh my, no, actually, rehearsal helps you to say what you want to say, not sounding robotic, sounding yeah. personal and driving the message in particular, the message that you want to drive across. Exactly. Um, I remember the first time I did a pitch and I was selling one of my products. Right. Uh, I was really excited because we just created this mastermind group and I wanted to put it out to the world. And mm. we were running an event. We had about 100, 120 people in our room. So I was saying, okay, we had, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to buy. The price point was not huge, so we're expecting a lot of people to mm. join. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I made the mistake of not rehearsing out loud okay. the pitch. So during the presentation that uh, I was used to deliver, perfect, everyone was engaged, everyone getting credible reviews, I can see the energy building up in the room. It was fantastic. Arriving the moment of the pitch... It was like, 
this drop of energy. Yeah. I couldn't find my words. I didn't know where to go anymore. I feel for you. I, 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 um, <laughs> I, I feel for myself as well now. Yeah. But this, <laughs> but it is. Uh, I remember one person bought, and it was like a hundred twenty pound product, right. and uh, uh, you know, probably bought out of pt or out of <laughs> compassion <laughs> just well, say this yeah. poor guy up there like give me some money needs yeah. it uh, <laughs> but that was the moment when i said no that is not gonna happen anymore sure and uh, it was so bad that i said no i'm not gonna put myself in this situation again yeah in particular in the moment where you are selling something and you know you have a lot of emotions going through absolutely uh, and so, in fact, uh, what I would love to transition now is to the uh, the, the the last part, which is, uh, you are uh, you have done your planning. Yes. You have rehearsed. Yes. Now is uh, is ga- is game time. Yes. <laughs> it's game time. So, any uh, uh, what what other uh, things that we need to consider or to be aware of uh, sure. to prepare ourselves the most during that time? Sure. Well, I think. Uh, the, the two most important things or parts of the pitch to practice and, and get rock solid are the opening and the closing. And the opening is the moment of most stress. And the closing is the moment of, uh, it's the, it, actually the, the last thing you say is the first thing they will remember. And you will have the call to action in there. So the opening, I would always recommend people to have the first 60 seconds absolutely memorized. If it's important, it's worth doing the work and saying it out loud again and again so that it, it's rock solid. And it also, what a lot of talks start with is a very sort of rambling approach, like, hey, I'm happy you're here, and what a lovely location, and lovely to see some smiling faces here, and I know it's raining outside, blah, 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 blah. And, and what, what happens is we, we think that we'll know what to say in this kind of little ice-breaking part. But what happens is because the stress is there, we just start rambling if we haven't made a plan. So my recommendation is get the first minute rock solid. Make a plan for exactly, even to the point of, you know, writing down, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen somebody start their talk and they say, good morning, ladies. Oh, it's the afternoon, isn't it? Oh, I knew I'd make a mess. You know, that, <laughs> you're, already, yeah. you're lost already at the beginning. And your platform for the, for the, the talk has, has evaporated. Yeah. And if you get that minute, that first minute rock solid, that is really a platform for success. Then the closing is the sum up and what you want these people to do. So I always recommend to make a a plan for the last 30 to 60 seconds and tell them the three big things that you really want them to remember. So what you've seen is this, this, and this. Then what we would love you to do is this. And maybe a personal statement of, you know, I believe this can be really great for you. It's going to make a massive change for you because, and then put yourself on the line as the last message. So that in that last 30 to 60 seconds, they get the key points, they know what they're supposed to do, and they get a feeling about what, about you as a professional and a person. And I think that opening and closing are the things to pay the most attention to. Quite often, the, the middle yeah. is stuff that we've spoken about quite a bit. But the opening and the closing, that's the stuff to make sure is, is really great. Yeah. Totally resonate with you because, uh, sure. uh, as you mentioned, when you are going on stage, uh, that's the moment where the, the butterflies are there, the nerves are there. And so yes. if you can kind of get your mind going almost on autopilot yes. on whatever is going to say, then uh, 
suddenly your body also gets into the flow. So you're kind exactly. of allow, give yourself permission to get into the rhythm exactly. without putting yourself too much pressure on your mind to process this many pieces of information in an emotional moment. Um, exactly so that. That's so powerful, very yeah. powerful. Okay, so now it's time to go to the, the last part of the interview where um, yes. we are lifting the veil. We're yes. lifting the veil, David. So what is a, a tool or app or a book, uh, something that uh, you have uh, maybe done recently that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so there is an entrepreneur that I like very much. It's a guy called Derek Sivers. Uh, it's mm -hmm. Derek Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S. -E he wrote a book yeah. called Anything You Want. And it, he had a bit company in the 90s called CD Baby. And uh, he sold it for 22 million uh, and gave all the money away, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. And I think he's got some really, it's a very short book and it's 40 short chapters. You, you'll read it in a couple of hours. But I find that some of the principles in that book I, I use every day. Um, you know, he's, he's very big on uh, not focus on be big, but focus on just make your customers ecstatically happy. You know, solve their problems for them. If you do this, Everything else that you want will follow. And, mm -hmm. and just focus on these things. Focus on, on just the person whose problem you're solving. And I found that a real guideline all, all the way through developing this business. I always focus on the yeah. person that's in front of me. So I find that, that really helpful. Uh, the other thing is, uh, yeah, what have I, I, I think for, uh, in general, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I, I, I love your podcasts. Mm -hmm. I listened to um, one called uh, uh, How I Built This. Uh, I really like that one, which is uh, interviews with people who have built big companies. I learned a lot from, from that. Uh, but Derek Sivers has also started something. Uh, he has a great bl uh, blog as well, I must say, um, DerekSivers.org. Very short pieces, just some ideas, and you'll always come away with a, a different thinking. So That, that, that man is sharp. Yeah. Isha, have you have you listened to the interview that he did with Tim Ferriss uh, for his podcast? Yes, yeah, fantastic. That was the first time I was introduced to Derek Sivers. Yeah, I, I think I listened to that interview at least three times. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, this unique way of seeing the world. Yeah, and a, a beautiful way also of expressing. We are talking about public speaking right now. Yeah, um, it's just a pleasure to listen to him. Yeah, he's got a great personally. voice. One, one last thing on that. I, one thing I really took away, he said that he spent years learning to uh, become a singer. He was writing songs and people kept telling him, you can't sing, you can't sing. And it, it took him about 15 years of lessons and all sorts of efforts. Finally, he came with a, he developed a good voice. And then people would say to him, ah, Derek, you're lucky. You got a great voice. You, you were born. <laughs> and I just love that example where whereby it's, you know, and there's so many things from him that, that, that show you it's in the end, there are, it's about hard work. It's about focusing on what really matters and uh, not getting distracted by the, the, the nonsensical stuff around that, you know, mm -hmm. it, it get, keeping focused on solving those problems for people that, that will always take you further. Yeah, absolutely. All right, David, thank you very much for uh, being uh, here with us today. Sure. It's been an incredible interview, definitely jam-packed of nuggets. So Good. make sure, guys, uh, listen to this interview again, because uh, as I mentioned, 
pitching is one of the most important skills that you can have, in particular if your business is based on your personal brand, if your business is based on yourself. You are getting out there, you are representing your business, you are the one most of the time going out there getting clients, and if it's not just you and you have a team, they got to do it. And so that's why it's important to invest time, resources, money in learning this skill because once you have it, it will be with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Uh, so how can people reach out to you, David? Uh, what yeah. do you have for us? So my uh, my website is best3minutes.com. The company is called Best3Minutes. And uh, at best3minutes.com, there's various free resources. Uh, they'll find the pitch canvas and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that will help them get started. Uh, we also have an online academy and, so, and, a, and a book that uh, get started with the free stuff and see whether that, that helps you get, get off the ground. And uh, for some people, that's already enough. And then that's great. Then they can, uh, they can tell their story. And if they need more help, they can, uh, they can find it at best3minutes.com. All right, brilliant. Best3minutes.com. The link is in the show notes and in the comments, so make sure you check it out. And uh, David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank Thanks you very much for joining us today. I was delighted. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week, we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us, and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes, or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.